Canaan, you had a fairly abusive childhood. Yes, I did. Fairly chaotic. Yes. Full of a lot of moves. Yes. It would go from place to place because people would start to know what was going on in your house. I would assume that was one of the reasons. Your dad beat your mother. Yes. Your dad beat your brother. Yes. Your dad beat your sister Cheryl. Yes. Your dad beat you. Yes. Your dad sexually abused you. Yes. He sexually abused your sister and your brother. I believe so, yes. Your mother didn't always protect you as this was going on. I don't think my mother could always protect us. Your mother never called the police? No. Your mother never called social services? No. Your ne mother never got up in the middle of the night when your dad had been drinking and was passed out and got you kids and took them out of the house? No. But somehow the three of you survived? Yes. While you were growing up, there were times that your brother protected you? Yes. And for that, you and your brother were fairly close? You could say that. Your testimony is today that you don't remember him carrying you out of the house. No, I don't. <clears throat> but of course, Cheryl was two years older than you. Yes. And Ricky's 10. Yeah. You were considered to be the fair-haired child. Yes. Fair-colored hair. Not really sure what the term was. Your father had blonde, sandy blonde yes. hair. Yes. Your father had light eyes. Your I parents agree. was more like your father. Probably, yes. There were times that your father would say that Ricky wasn't his. I don't so much remember it with Richard as I do with Cheryl. Your father would deny being Cheryl's father. Yes. yes. But he always claimed you. I was the accident child. There came a time, dad was out of the picture, life was better. Yes. You were still living at home then? Yes, I was. This couple, your dad was probably last seen a couple weeks before Cheryl's wedding. Yeah. Big concern that your father appear at Cheryl's wedding. Huge concern. It was a secret. Right? I'm sorry. It was a secret from him. The wedding was, yes. You and your mom <clears throat> would actually kind of have to sneak out and cover up meeting with Cheryl to plan this wedding. Yes. You were actually going to be in the wedding. Yes, I was. So when you talk about your relationship with your sister, as far as doing the normal sister things, you were in a wedding. Right? For her wedding, yes, but not, not on a regular basis. Then Susan came in your life. Yes. And at that point, you and Susan went from a friendship to a more intimate relationship. Yes. You've been with Susan at the point that your mother was murdered for about 15 years. Yes, I believe about 15. Over those 15 years, you would have shared with Susan some of the horrible stories from your childhood. <coughs> I may have said I had an abusive childhood. I don't know that I gave her details of my childhood. Clearly, by the time Ricky was your roommate, stories of the abusive childhood were coming out more. I don't think we were telling stories. I think we just talked, you know, she knew that I came from an abused house. Clearly, when Ricky moved in and was your roommate, though, Ricky was talking about some of that. Yes, he was. So it was out in the open. Yes, by him it was. 
And you and Susan went to, you had joint accounts? Yes. Were involved in each other's families? Yes. Certainly would share secrets? As any other couple would? I, I guess so, yeah. As you grew up, not only was your father abusive, but there were times that your mother, sort of the rage trickled down, and your mom was. No, I don't think she ever was. Never remember her being abusive? I don't know. Clearly, though, Ricky's 10 years older than you. Yes, he is. And there's no doubt, and you would agree, that he received the most of the abuse. It depends on what type of abuse you're talking about. The sexual abuse was sort of kept from each other. Yes, it was. And so there were times, like any other sexually abused child, you thought you were it, the only one. I don't think being the youngest I ever thought I was the only one. <clears throat> Ricky would be chained up and put in a closet, right? Yes. Ricky would be chained, put outside. <clears throat> yes. And those type of things didn't happen to you. No. During this time, you guys would keep changing schools? Yes. And then you move to Orlando. There comes a time, Ricky moves out. He's not really allowed back in the house. That's true. If your father needed work done, he'd be sure to call him up. But other than that, he wasn't allowed back. That's true. And Cheryl moved out, same thing. Yes. And a lot of it, there was part of it Ricky and Cheryl probably didn't want to come back. That's probably very true. Because of what went on in the house. Yes. And it wasn't one of those situations where you reached a certain age, it ever stopped. No. As you went through the years, you and Susan decided to buy the house in Okaloosa. Yes. Just right around the corner from your mother. Yes. Now, during this time, there would have been certainly family holidays and stuff that the family would have been all together over the years. Oh, yes. Ricky would move away, but you were the one who usually could get a hold of him. Not all the time. You'd leave a note out on his trailer when he was living out in the trailer. I did when my grandfather passed away. When you lived in Brevard, you, often, you were the one who could get a hold of him. No. Now, over the years, you developed a good relationship with your nephew, Christopher. Yes, very good. I think your words were, he was your heart. Yes. You were his basketball buddy. Yes. You would do homework with him. Yes. And at this point, even though you wanted not to dwell on your childhood, no abused child leaves that behind. I'm sorry? No abused child ever leaves that behind. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. May not want to talk about it all the time, but if the issue ever came up, it'd be a painful scar. Yes. Christopher starts sharing secrets with you as he gets older about what's going on between his mother and him. Yes. And he shares it with you, and he shares it with Ricky. Yes. He also had a really good relationship with his grandmother, Marilyn. Yes, he did. There were times that Christopher would go spend the night at her house, and he'd be at her house, just him, not the girls. Yes. And Christopher was sharing those things. Oh, yes. And like many families, you talk to Ricky about it, right? Because there's times Christopher would tell you this stuff that you you were together. I'm sure I did. And once the child goes away, the two adults talk about it, right? Quite possibly. I'm sure I talked to Susan about it, too. And your mother. I'm sure I did. 
You knew your mother, when she heard about Cherokee, was not happy. Yes. You knew your mother did not want Christopher to go to that school. That's correct. You knew your mother even went to the extent of saying, I'll quit work and I'll take care of him. Yes. The implication being he would leave his mother and father's home and come live with his grandmother. Yes. But you knew what life was like growing up with Marilyn in the house, right? Yes. And you believed that Christopher should stay with his mother. I believe any child should stay with their mother. And so, as most families do, there's all that cross-talking going on, right? Oh, I'm sure we did. You sure you did? Don't you remember talking to your mom about it? Well, yes, I talked to her, but I didn't speak to Cheryl. And you talked to Ricky. <clears throat> yes. And you would have talked to Susan, because yes. Susan certainly knew about it. And this is going through after Ricky's moved in, and it's a big subject in those six months or so prior to your mom leaving after he moved in. It's an important subject. During that summer month, there were oftentimes Christopher would be with you and Ricky working out in that memorial garden with yes. grandfather. Yes. And it's during those times he would disclose some of these things too. Yes. You heard about the knife. Yes, I did. And that was pretty alarming to you. Yes. And all of this made you quite concerned about Christopher. Yes, it did. To her heart. Both you and Ricky approach Chris. Yes. You want to talk to him about what they're going to do? I believe that was a conversation, yes. And in fact, during this trial, you have this memory that you actually said, how fucked up are we? Yes. Clearly, you knew it was a dysfunctional family. Yes. Perhaps not growing up, but as an adult. Yes. And during these times, you and Ricky are going to be talking about what's going on, right? Yes. Cheryl basically gives you a letter and says, talks about how painful it is, and she really wants y'all to leave her alone. Right? That's true. But yes. your concern's Christopher, right? I'm sorry? Your concern's Christopher. Yes. And you want to be involved. When I got the letter? No, I knew that, that they were doing their classes and I was not gonna I was not gonna interfere, I was not gonna be I was gonna wait till Cheryl was ready. And the letter to you and to Ricky, your mom knew all about it. Yes, I showed it to her. And so she knew Cheryl had basically said, We're gonna close up the Bracken ranks and try to heal the Bracken family. Right? Yes. Your mom wasn't real happy about that. It didn't it it didn't leave my mother out of it. It left Ricky, Richard and myself, Ricky and myself. And what you're telling the ladies and gentlemen of this jury is that on September 11, 2003, you just find out your mother's missing. That's correct. Go over to the house. Ricky's got a key, and you don't think anything of it. It's not un unnatural for Richard to change the locks on my mother's house. Oh, Ricky, Richard, <coughs> the oldest, and you called him Ricky. Yes, I did. He had been moved in and out of Orlando. It was sort of Cheryl that became more of the stable child with the children that your mom would go to for certain things. For some things. And normally when Aunt Jerry come into town and the locks would be changed, Cheryl would get a new key. Cheryl and I both would get keys. 
And your mom, although she was a private person, certainly you kids would use those keys if y'all were supposed to meet her at the house and let yourself in. Yes. And you'd be waiting for her when she'd come home from work. Well, all of us did, yes. Because your mother worked later hours than you did. That's correct. You would go in very early, you'd get off early in the afternoon. That's correct. And clearly there were times that you and Ricky were together that Susan was at work. I'm sure there was. So you get this phone call from Cheryl, you say something to Ricky, and y'all walk down the street. I don't remember if we walked or drove. You go in the house, and Ricky starts talking about the paperwork. You looked around the house, didn't you? Yeah, I did some. Your mom's car's not outside. No, she was parking it in the garage. I don't know that I had made it to the garage by the time Cheryl got there. Okay, Cheryl calls and tells you that your mom had made it to work. You wouldn't have immediately, as soon as you got in the house, gone through the whole house, gone through the garage? Objection, argumentative. I don't, I don't know exactly every motion I made that day. I know I did look through the house. I know that when he got into the kitchen, dining room area, he was carrying on and looking at papers, and I know I stopped to look at, glance at some of the papers and hear what he was saying. And in fact, let's talk about your memory for those few days. On direct, you said you don't remember exactly what days you had off during that time. I don't remember exactly. And you don't really remember exactly what you did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday, the day she's reported missing. I, I, some of those days I worked, some of those days I was off. No, I don't remember but exactly. But you don't know which days you worked, right? No, I don't remember my exact which schedule. Which days you were off. Correct. You're not sure the exact time that Susan would have left to go over to Tampa? I assume it was Tuesday. Could have been Wednesday. Right? M might have been. <laughs> and you're not really sure on that? Not 100%, no. Now, what you told the detectives is Tuesday night you called your mother to go out for dinner and a movie. I, I may have said, or I think I said, dinner or a movie. I don't know exactly my words. There were times that you would go out during the week for dinner and a movie. Not dinner and a movie, no. Dinner at Fizzoli's. Fizzoli's is right by the cheap theaters, right? On Colonial, y'all go to? <coughs> a block or Might so. have been. And Fizzoli's is sort of a fast food Italian restaurant. We're not talking a long sit-down dinner. Correct. While you're there, Detective Patrick comes over, and Cheryl's the one who gives the report. Cheryl is the one that gives the report. I did try to speak, and somebody told me they were getting the report from just one person, and that would be Cheryl. Because Cheryl seemed to have the most information in going through the house and noticing what's missing. I don't know if it was that or if Cheryl's just the outspoken one. Your mom's suitcases are missing. You noticed that and pointed that yes, out I to did. Cheryl. Yes, I did. And your mom was supposed to go on a trip on Friday. That's correct. Wouldn't you expected your mom to call you up if she left early? I would have. But I was hoping maybe a plight came up. I was hoping. You were hoping. <clears throat> and so there's a discussion between the siblings on what to do. You and Ricky say we're going to go to the airport. That's correct. Y'all never went to the airport. Yes, we did. Your house, your mother's house there on Alachua, is sort of in the Azalea Park area, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. And it's going to take you a solid 
15, 20 minutes from there to get to the Orlando International Airport, right? That's correct. And there's a lot of parking garages in the Orlando Airport. There's a lot, yes. If you just focus on the B side of the terminal with Delta, there's still a lot of garage there, right? Yes. Now, you would suspect that your mom's fly Delta, right? Yes. That's what you Delta or Calm Air, right? yes. And Calm Air. And so to go through, we'll just say six levels of parking, that's going to take some time, is it not? Yes, we were gone quite a while. You got that done in half an hour? I wasn't, I was there a lot longer than half an hour. And then that morning, you go to where your mom works. Yes. Well, what you told us in direct was, well, I went out there to find out what was going on, but I'm not really sure if I did anything. I'm not. I was very upset. You went out there to find out where your mother is, to find out information, look for information on a rental car? No, I didn't. At this point, you knew your mom's car was gone, right? Yes. You knew suitcases were gone? Yes. You knew clothes were gone? Yes. And you're so familiar with your mother's habit, you didn't realize that it was her work clothes that were gone? I just, right at the time, I just realized her closet was empty. I was very shaken that evening. Coordinates. There's some time, though, when you had been in some accident or something, you'd stayed at your Back mom's? Back in 1996, yes. <clears throat> and your mom kept work clothes in her room. And leisure clothes in the room. In the spare room, yes. But you didn't know that and didn't think of that that night? No, I didn't think of that that night. I went directly to her. with your mother, you would have known what your mother wears. Yes. You would have expected it just to be leisure clothes, right? On trips, yes. You would have expected her to take her lanyard. Yes. But that night you didn't notice the lanyard still hanging where it always does. No. But you were really concerned about mom being missing. I was extremely concerned. So you and your brother spent some time at your mom's work. Yes. Leave there. And your brother's going to get his driver's license changed. Not the same day, I don't think. Well, your mom was reported missing September 11th. The day you would have gone to work would have been September 12th, would it not? It would have been, but I didn't go to work that day. And you took that day off from work? Yes. You made a poster yes, after your mom's missing. Yes, and you I don't did. put her name on it. No, I didn't. I put two very clear pictures of my mother on that poster. Would you not expect that people would want to know the name, such as law enforcement, or any interested person who's seen it, that they could approach someone that looks like that picture and say, Marilyn, I didn't your kids are looking for you. I've never made a poster like that. I did not know. My assumption was you put a picture on it, and if somebody notices a picture, they may have called us. Cheryl made posters, right? I believe so, yes. Cheryl put her mom's name on it, right? Yes, I believe she did. Now, during this time, had you got Detective, had you got Deputy Patrick's card? No, I did not. I did not get it that night. Cheryl did. Did you ask Cheryl for that number? No, I didn't think to that evening. Did you call her up in the following days? I'm not sure if I called her in the next couple of days or not. And you're so distraught, right? I am very upset, yes. That your partner in life, basically equivalent to a spouse, 
yes. leaves to go on a cruise. Yes, she went with her mother. She left you and went on a cruise. Yes. And while she was on that cruise, it was for seven days. Yes. And as she got to the boat, she called you to say goodbye. Yes, she always did every time she took a cruise. And so it wasn't just one phone call from a country she stopped in. Right before she got on the boat, she called to say goodbye. Yes, she always did. And you and Ricky at that point knew you could start digging up the backyard. Absolutely not. Now, when you covered this with rock before, I think you said it was before July 4th? Yes, I believe it was just before July 4th. There's a lot of rock wood there, right? Yes, there is. Four inches thick. Yes. Takes a lot of time. Yeah. And it was just the ground and rock. You didn't have so the steel plate out there no, before No, I was trying court. to remember if I had black plastic under the rock for weeds or not. I, I can't remember that. But clearly not that large steel plate that everybody's seen. Absolutely not. Now, you guys had two dogs? Yes, Susan and I had two dogs. And a cat? Two cats, three cats, actually, I think, at that time. And, of course, these animals would sometimes be out in the backyard. Sometimes, yes. Digging around like animals do. I'm sure they did. And you had a fence around your backyard. Yes. Still occasionally go out with them when they're doing their thing? Absolutely. And what you're telling us is that September 13th, did you go out in the backyard? I'm sure I did. September 14th, you go in the backyard? I'm sure I did. September 15th? Absolutely, I'm sure I did. The 16th? I'm sure I did. The 17th? I'm sure I did. The 18th? Yes. The 19th? Yes. Every single day Susan's on this cruise, you're in your backyard. I'm sure I am. And mysteriously, miraculously, you're telling the ladies and gentlemen of this jury that your brother's able to go dig up the backyard, put back the four inches of rock on top of a huge steel plate that a crime scene tech who's been a sworn law enforcement officer can't pick up by himself. All that happened and you didn't know. Absolutely, I didn't know. That just got done on its own. Absolutely, I worked a few of those days that you mentioned also. But you didn't work all those days, did you? No. And you had ample time while Susan's on this cruise to go help your brother bury your mom. No, I did not. Now, it's not like Ricky's a superhuman. He's not going to be any stronger than the male crime scene tech out there, is he? Judge objections. I have no speculation, idea. Assumes facts not in evidence. Did you go out by the shed? I'm sure I probably did. I don't know exactly where I walked in my backyard. And the four inches of rock out there just all look the same. Rock looks like rock. Well, Mrs. Cannon, if three feet grave had been dug up, the dirt put to the side, your mother placed in there in a plastic bag, the dirt put back on her, and then the rocks put on top of her, you're telling the ladies and gentlemen of the jury that you never noticed them being moved differently in any way or any dirt on them? No. Never noticed dogs or cats run over there? No. Never noticed the steel plate? No. 
And at this point, Susan comes back. It's around September 20th of 2003, right? I believe so, yes. Prior to her coming back had been your birthday. Yes. And what was it you said on direct? <clears throat> Why, Cheryl and Chris and Christopher came over unannounced. But yeah. it was your birthday, right? Yeah. And over the years, birthdays have been celebrated together. Most of the time at Cheryl's house. You know, rarely did they come to our house for our birthdays. We went and saw them. But they had been to your house for Easter. Oh, yeah. They had been to your house for Fourth of July. Yeah. They had been to your house for Memorial Day. Yes. And one of the things when you and Susan moved into that house was you could start to have holidays there because everybody lives so nearby. Yes. Right? Yes. When you're living out in Kissimmee, it'd be a trap for them. Yes. But when you're living just around the corner from mom and Cheryl only lives about two miles away, it's a lot easier than to start rotating houses. Yes. And at this point, there's you and Susan, but also Ricky's living there. Yes. And your mom's missing, so you're not going to have the birthday celebration at her house. Right. So they come by. You'd have been happy, right? I don't think at that point we, any of us were happy. Christopher needs to go to the bathroom. Yes. Christopher's been in your house many, many times. Many times. And in Susan's mother's room is a bathroom. Yes. Christopher's used that many times. Probably. And you put your foot up and blocked him from going in. I actually had the door closed because Susan's mother's dog was in there. Didn't think of putting the dog outside? No, I didn't. And in fact, Ricky's at the front door <coughs> talking to Chris and stopping Chris from even coming in. I don't remember that. And they didn't come in the house and spend an hour or so in the back room, the kids hanging out. Right? That didn't happen. Yes, they did. I don't know, maybe it wasn't an hour, but they did go in the, they did go in the family room and they and sat on the food table. had been after Chris's football practice. Yes, I believe so. Starting to get dark. Might have been, I don't, I, I don't recall. So they really weren't out there checking out the shed. I don't know if they looked in my backyard or not. And Ms. Cannon, you've just told the ladies and gentlemen of the jury that you were out there every single day from when Susan left up to your birthday. I'm sure I was in my backyard, and yes. you never saw anything. No, I so didn't. So they wouldn't have, right? No, I wouldn't expect anybody to. So as you go through the months of September, you put out some flyers, right? I put out a lot of flyers, yes. But you never picked up the phone and called the sheriff's office? No, I thought Richard was doing that. This is your mother, right? Yes. And you personally never picked up that phone? Objection no, asked and answered. Cheryl had stopped by for your birthday. Yes. You'd seen Cheryl, you and Chris, you and Ricky gone by Christopher's football practice. Yes. And what you told us on direct was there this discussion, Ricky's talking about the IRS and Social Security and your mom's disappearance, but you really weren't paying attention to it because the kids were there. Yes. So you weren't all that interested in what he had to say. I had already, he had already told me what he was telling Cheryl. I knew what his information was about IRS and Social Security. I wanted to see how my nephew was doing and his, and his sisters. 
did, you didn't call up IRS. No, I did not. You didn't call up Social Security. No, I did not. You didn't read this paper. I'm sorry? You didn't read this alleged letter. I may have glanced at it, but more than I remember Richard telling me what it said. There was no investigation in your mother. What do you Social mean, Social Security no was not investigating your mother. I found that out quite a bit afterwards. And then we start going into October. At this point, your mom's been missing about a month. Yes. And then you're working. Yes. Life's going on as usual. Well, not as usual. And then somewhere in the middle of October, going in November, you start getting money from your brother, Ricky. No. And today's testimony is showing you State's Exhibit 15. I said I may have, yes. I don't know exactly what I said this morning, but I... You may have. You just told us on direct that you got this check in the mail from your mother for Christmas, and yes, you now remember cashing it. So what's your testimony? Did you endorse it or did you not? Yes, I guess I did. Objection and proper impeachment. It did not look like Objection. my signature. Objection. Overruled. It did not look like my signature. It does not have the M in my signature. When I was shown the front of the check with my driver's license, obviously I must have signed it. Well, clearly, if your mom's been missing for a couple of months and you get a check in the mail from your mother, <laughs> would that not be a memorable event? Yes. We should you not have been. wonder she's alive. I want to go to the bank and find out more about this. Did I you did, do that? I didn't think that way. I thought uh, Social Security and IRS was involved. I thought this was my mother's way of letting me know that she was okay somewhere. So you were a protected mom? I was trying to. But then you called SunTrust and you said, we're Maryland. Right? I don't remember what I said in that phone call. I honestly do not remember. They told you you were a missing person, right? I don't remember the phone call. I don't remember exactly the words in the phone call. Well, on direct, you told us that you remember you called SunTrust, right? I remember calling them, and I remember talking to two separate ladies. And I remember the second lady saying something to me and to the effect of, you need to contact law enforcement, and I got Detective Hussey's phone number. But, Ms. Cannon, why on earth would you call SunTrust and say you're Marilyn Cannon? I do not remember saying that. But you heard the testimony from Tracy Hood and Jennifer Ladsley. Yes. And they gave you information to call Detective Hussey. Yes. 
So you called her? Yes, I did. Did you leave a message? With Detective Hussey, yes, I did. Your phone number? I left a phone number at this time. I can't remember what did phone number. Did you call him up? No, he called back shortly thereafter. And so you knew when you went into the sheriff's office you were going to talk about mom? I knew we were going to talk about my mother, yes. You knew that they were detectives? Yes. And you talked to Detective McCann and Corporal Ruggiero? Yes, I believe that was their names. They're in plain clothes, but they're wearing the gold star. Yes, I think so. And it's very clear they're talking about your mother's disappearance. Yes. And it's very clear into the conversation that they even say they investigate homicides. Yes. Some During point. the time you talked to them, you knew they were investigating the homicide of your mother. I knew they were homicide detectives. When we first started out the conversation, we started out with something to the effect of, do, we, do I know where my mother is? Have I heard from her or something of that nature? I don't know exactly. And so you would have told them, oh my gosh, I got a check from my mother. <clears throat> did you do that, Ms. Cannon? No, I did not. But at this point, your mom has been missing from September 11th, 2003 to December 22nd of 2003. My calculation, it's over three months. When they tell you your mom's missing, you don't tell them this important information? You got a check from her? No, I didn't. In fact, actually, when you talk about getting $2,500, you say you got it from Richard. I did get money from Richard also. And you told him you weren't sure if it was in cash or what it was. No, I don't remember how Richard gave me money. You got $2,500 from your brother, and you don't remember if it's a check or cash. No, because it was done the same time I purchased my truck. This check, though, from Marilyn's account, you went and cashed at SunTrust. Yes. Is your memory clear on that now? Yes. <coughs> Ricky gave you several thousand dollars to go towards your truck. I don't know the exact amount, but... And that's separate from that $2,500. Yes. Now, Ricky had been living in a trailer, right? Prior to my house, yes. And you had, in that trailer, you weren't really happy with? No. Wasn't a good place for your brother to stay? No. Wouldn't be a good place for most people to stay. And so you knew your brother wasn't doing really great financially, right? Uh, I guess so at that time. He moved in to live with you. He really wasn't paying rent. No, he wasn't paying rent. There'd be times, though, he'd take y'all out to dinner or the movies. Yes. Times on game night, he would pick up the food and bring it over. He would cook something, yeah. He would cook something he picked. And he certainly was helping with repairs. Absolutely. Now, the house in Okaloosa, there were several things that you had to do on that house. Yes. And there were things you had to do on your other house to sell it. Yes. And in fact, Chris helped you paint which house? The house in Boulder Woods. And while you and Chris were there alone, you both had a conversation then about what was going on with Cheryl and Christopher. Yes, we did. And so you pretty much were making yourself well heard on that issue. I don't know if I was making myself well heard, but I was, I was letting him know that I was concerned about Christopher. You were talking with Christopher about it, right? Yes. You were talking to Ricky about it. Yes. You were talking to your mother about it. Yes. You shared it in confidence with 
your partner, Susan. Yes. So you weren't really having any hard time talking about this issue, right? No. And then you took all this information and you went to Chris and you wanted to talk to him about it. So there's the talk while you're painting and then there's that confrontation on the night of game night where you and Ricky get him to go over to your mom's house, right? There's a lot of time between when Chris painted my house and we talked about it. Then while you were making yourself hurt. Yes. So your brother's giving you money to open up the Green Acres account. We opened that account up together. Money to go to your truck, right? Yes. You went with him when he was paying off Susan's car. Yes, I did. And that's about $5,000. I don't know the exact dollar figure on that. So Susan might know that better than you, right? I would hope so, yeah. And all on time, he's also buying a brand new truck. Yes, he went and bought a truck. So he went from living in this shamble of a trailer to in the month of November, all kinds of money is going, coming out of him, right? Yes. And you don't ask any questions. He offered explanations of Fantasy Five and working. But when you talk to the detectives, you never mentioned Fantasy Five, do you? No, I had forgotten about that for quite a while. Okay, you talked to the detectives December 22nd, 2003, right? Yes. And all this money flowing out and all this taking care of the cars in your household yes. is in November. Yes. Well, my household, it was all through the summer he was helping us with. But specifically when it comes to paying off Susan's car, buying your new truck, buying his truck, that's all in November. Probably, yeah. So... A couple weeks to a month later, you just totally forgot that Fantasy Five thing? Well, I didn't think anything of it. I thought he had a truck payment. There's nothing unusual about making a lot of money when you're an electrician. Now, in November, you go over, you're invited over to <coughs> Kaylin's party? Kaylee's. Kaylee's. And that's over to Cheryl's house. Yes. And so there's the three of you once again. Yes. Ricky, Stacy, and Cheryl. Yes. And all three of you share something in common at that point. Your mother yes. is missing. Yes. But you don't talk about that with Cheryl, do you? Not at the birthday party, no. Now, clearly, when there's birthday parties with the kids, there's at times side conversations with adults. Yeah, a little bit. But that wasn't an issue. I don't know if we talked about it that night or not, but I know we wouldn't have talked about it when the kids were around. Then there's a yard sale. Yes. And you've got pictures of all kinds of Disney collectibles, right? Yes. None of those Disney collectibles are Disney figurines. Yes. Right? Yes. They're like pens, those kind of things. No, we had statues in our pictures too, I believe. Cheryl calls you up. Is extremely upset over this yard sale. Yes. And accuses you of knowing something about your mother. Actually, I think she accused me of, of selling my mother's stuff. My mother's, I don't remember her exact words, whether it was Disney stuff, Disney collectibles. But she also accused you of knowing more about your mother's disappearance. Yes. She did. I think and so. hung up on you. Yes, she did. Your older sister. Yes. That you grew up with. Yes. 
At UT, sometimes we'd hide together when things got really bad at the house. I don't remember hiding with her. I remember sitting on her lap one time and crying, but I don't remember hiding. There were clearly times you two be together trying to stay out of the way, right? Grown up. Sure. Accuses you of having something to do with your mother's disappearance, and you don't call her that. No. And you don't go out to the storage unit where you know these collectibles are and bring them to her to show her? No, I offered, I believe, I don't know exactly what I said, but I believe I said something to the effect, mother stuff's in storage and Richard has the key. If you want to go, I will, you know, I'll, I'll get him to take you or I'll no, take you there. that's not what you testified to. I don't remember. Direct, is it? I don't you I actually don't. said, I wouldn't sell your mother's stuff. And that's the phrase you used, your mother. Is it not? I would object as that's an inaccurate print repetition of my class. You never went to the storage unit to get that stuff. No, I did not. And let's talk about this. You're clearing out. You say Ricky's clearing out, but yes. you go over there too. I went over there, but I didn't take anything out of the house. And you're concerned someone's going to break <laughs> in and, set and steal Disney collectibles? My mother had a lot of stuff in that house. She had antique dishes, she had Disney collectibles, she had Hummel figurines. All of those things were worth a lot of money. The Disney collectibles. They are too. Along with the Elvis stuff. Yes, there keeps. was Elvis. And all of that was taken out. Yes. It was never found at Goldenrod Self Storage. No. It was never found at the other storage units that the detectives went through. And to this day, your sister's never gotten that stuff back, has she? I have no idea. I assumed when I gave my attorney that key, she would have gone in there and gotten that stuff. Now, during this time, you didn't go out and hire a private investigator, did you? No, I didn't. There were some emails that went back and forth between Aunt Jerry and Aunt Nancy that would be signed Ricky and Stacy. So at times, your brother would email. You were included, right? I don't know what he emailed. And during this time, mother stuff's going out of the house. The refrigerator shows up in your garage. Yes, it did. And y'all are using it. Richard, right? ha Richard had drinks in it, yes. Your mom's missing and you're going, and the refrigerator from her house is pulled out of the kitchen and put in your garage. Yes. Along with DVDs. Yes, I had videos, DVDs. <laughs> and TVs went into storage, right? I'm not exactly sure where they went. You told detectives a lot of that stuff was in the garage. So you knew all that stuff was coming out of your mom's house? Yes, I knew that stuff was coming out of her house. Now, Betty Kelly had been a friend of your mom's for several years, from about 2000 or so. Okay. Betty Kelly had sort of the neighborhood watering hole. You basically could walk to her bar from where your mother lived. Mm, I'm not sure if you could walk, walk to it. It was on the other side of Lake Underhill down the road a little bit. But she knew Betty Kelly. Yes, I knew Betty Kelly. And she certainly would have recognized you if you were walking down the street going in your mom's house. I would think so. And there were times that you would go down to your mom's house and go in the house when Ricky wasn't there. No. You also knew Stephen Rosinski. Yes. And Mr. Rosinski lived by your mother, your parents' home, all the way back to the days of your father. Yes. And he clearly would have recognized you. I would hope that. so. 
So your mom's missing. Were you looking for clues in the house? I wasn't in the house by myself. I didn't have any keys to get in the house. You go down December 22nd to meet with Detective Hussey. You and Ripty talk about what are they going to ask us as you drive down there? No. I just assumed they were going to ask questions about my mother or give me information about my mother. And so they start asking you questions about the bank accounts, right? And you were surprised to hear the amount of $100,000. I was very surprised, yes. Because clearly you hadn't gotten that much, right? I didn't know there was any money missing. When they started talking about $100,000, I had no idea what they were talking about. And when they're talking about those bank accounts, you're not volunteering your $2,500 check for mom. I don't know when that came into the conversation. Whenever you talk about the $2,500, you refer to your brother giving it to you. Right? Yeah, I guess so. Besides SunTrust, you would also call McCoy. In October, in October, I believe. And they didn't give you any information. Absolutely not. And you were frustrated by that. I wouldn't say frustrated. I was concerned about my mother's bills being paid. And I was concerned about paychecks that were left in her bedroom. Did you tell McCoy you were Stacy or Marilyn? In October, I would have told him I was Stacy. Why would I have told him anything else? Is that why when you called SunTrust, you told him you were Marilyn? I don't think I did that. Clearly, you've never met Tracy Hughes before. No. Clearly, you've never met Jennifer Loudsley. No. Now, they, in fact, actually talked to you about the storage units while you're talking to Corporal Ruggiero, Detective Cannon. I'm sorry? They asked you a lot about the storage units. Yes. And they tell you that they knew you went to the storage unit in Goldenrod on Friday. Right? Probably, yes. You seem a little surprised by that. Well, in I'm fact, not. you were so surprised you told your brother about it. Yeah, I did, probably. I didn't understand why, I, why they would know where I was going every minute of every day. Hadn't dawned on you the fact that perhaps you're getting proceeds out of your dead mother's account might look suspicious? No, didn't think I was. Didn't think she was dead. Because you thought still she was, thought she was just out there somewhere sending you a check for Christmas. Yes. When you're on the tape with Richard, you and Ricky discussed that they didn't even come up with the biggest storage unit. I think Ricky said, I, I don't know exactly how that conversation went. There was mention of a big storage unit, yes. Now there's the one, store all on Goldenrod. Yes. Goldenrod self-storage where your mother's car is found and Ricky had his electric equipment. Yes. The four-size one you try to kill yourself in. Yes. What's the big storage unit? I'm not sure which one I was referring to, whether I was referring to Storall or the new one we had just gotten off of, was that Forsyth or Hoffner? Now as your, Hoffner, was that the big storage unit? I don't nothing know. Nothing was in it. I don't know if I was referring to that one or to Storall. Ms. Kinnanen, is there still a storage unit out there that your mom Absolutely in? not. 
Now you've said that during this time, Ricky would show you, you had his calendar in his room. Did you go look for that calendar and give that to the police? I think when I got home from the hospital, I don't think it was in his room at that time. And you are telling us you had no idea your mom's kitchen had been cleaned out. No, I had no idea. Although you knew the refrigerator had come over. Yes. Now, as the detectives are talking to you about the car, they're asking you where her car is. I believe they, so, yes. They don't tell you they know where it is. They're asking you where it is. At some point, they did tell me where it was. And you're telling the detectives that Ricky gave you about six to $7,000. I may have said that. You think he gave it to you in cash? Yeah, I don't remember. Getting six or $7,000 wouldn't stick out in your mind if it was in cash or a check? Well, you figure he helped us pay a mortgage payment or two. He helped me with the truck. That's not the question, Ms. Canan. The question is getting that amount of money six to $7,000, wouldn't you remember if it was a cash? Or no, check? because I wasn't talking about it all, but I wasn't talking about getting it all at one time. You told the detectives you had no idea how to access the bank account. I have no idea. But you were helping Ricky by calling SunTrust, right? I made one phone call to SunTrust. Helping Ricky, right? trying to find out what was going on with those accounts. Because at the time you called SunTrust, you knew the accounts were frozen and you wanted to know why. No, I knew McCoy was frozen. So you just called SunTrust out of the blue? I don't remember why I called SunTrust. You had your mom's date of birth. I knew her date of birth. I always knew her date of birth. Okay, I'll give you that. You had her social security? No. You had her account number? No, I did not. So you're telling the ladies and gentlemen of this jury that you just called up with your mom's date of birth and they're going to access this account and talk to you? Nobody talked to me. I talked to two ladies and they told me to call Detective Hussey. One of them did. Because they accessed that account and they found out that account not only was frozen but was flagged when you spoke to Ms. Hughes. That's what I heard in testimony this week. <clears throat> The detectives tell you that they're going to dig up the garage floor of your mother's home, and you ask them if they're going to dig up your house, right? I, I may have. Because you knew your mom was buried. No, house. I didn't. But if you're digging something up, you're looking for something. The detective tells you your mother's not coming home, right? Judge, I would object to improper impeachment. I have no idea what page she's quoting off of, and I'm assuming these things were actually said before. statement to the detectives December 22nd. They asked you about accessing bank information, right? And you said you had no idea. 
Yes, I have no idea. I but don't know how to do that to this day on a computer. You don't know how to do it, but you certainly were involved as far as calling up SunTrust. I made one phone call to SunTrust. And one phone call to McCoy. Yes. When they asked you when we go into your house today and dig up the garage floor, are we going to find anything? You said, no, we're going to dig up. No, you're going to dig up my house? And that was your concern, right? My concern is why were they digging up anything? Are you telling us that at this point your mom's been missing over three months and you don't think that there's some possibility she's dead? No. Because at first you believed the whole dad came back? Yes. And dad took her off? Yes. Dad's violent? He is very violent, yes. So wouldn't it have crossed your mind at that point she could be dead? No. Because you got this check from her. So now you've decided she's alive. I've always thought she was alive. And you're told that the detectives tell you that your brother's not coming home. Aren't you thinking at that point your brother killed your mom? No, I'm not thinking he killed my mother. I'm thinking he did something with her money. You never say to them, what are you talking about? No, I didn't. Because you thought you'd just gotten this money from your brother. Correct. And you just thought he was just being generous, paying off Susan's car. I thought he was being helpful, yes. And then you go and meet with your brother, right? Yes. You have no idea you're being recorded. No. But you are concerned about being overheard, aren't you? No. Well then, Ms. Cannon, why were you whispering? Because I didn't really want to talk to him to begin with. I was upset, I was tired, I had a headache. I wanted to go home. Did you tell him that? I'm sorry, did I tell who? Your brother. I'm not sure what I told him at the beginning. I think I just uh-huh him and... That's all you did was just unhump. Uh -huh. At the beginning of the conversation. Well, Ms. Cannon, unlike other witnesses, you are in the courtroom for all this trial, right? Yes. And you get to sit here and listen to your conversation yes. that you had. Yes. Your brother says it's over, it's over, and you go, hmm. Right? I believe so. When your brother asked you, what did you say? You said, I know nothing, I know nothing, I know nothing. I didn't want to answer his question. I didn't want to talk to him. But that's what you were doing with the detectives, wasn't it? You were playing dumb. No. Didn't you tell your brother that's what you did? Yes, I did. Didn't you tell your brother I should have told him I called SunTrust? I don't remember my exact words about SunTrust, you, if you'd read them. Your brother and you were talking about, he says they froze the McCoy account. So we do page six. And you say, did they? And then go on to say Judge, that's... I, I, I object, may we approach? 
Yes. <clears throat> Told you they froze accounts. She said, did they? And then said, so that's the one I called and they wouldn't answer me. Did I call any banks asking about frozen accounts instead of calling McCoy in October? I need to tell them I called SunTrust. You knew you hadn't told them that you called SunTrust. Yes. You knew that you were playing stupid with the detectives and saying and playing the I know nothing game, right? I don't call it that. Well, certainly you weren't saying, hey, I called up SunTrust and lied and said I was my mother. No. Because you're trying to tell these ladies and gentlemen of the jury that you called up SunTrust and said you were you. I told you I don't remember what I said. I remember talking to two ladies. Why on earth would you lie then to the ladies at SunTrust? I don't remember lying to the ladies at SunTrust. I don't remember what I said to them. He, and you're like, he even asked you, what are you going to tell Susan? And you're, I don't know. And that's because Susan didn't know what she'd done. I right? hadn't done anything either. I didn't know how to explain to Susan what was going on. Susan was conveniently on a cruise. I wouldn't say conveniently. They went every year. Your brother even tells you that they've talked to the Chattahoochee guys. Right? I don't know if you use those exact words, but yes. And as he's telling you that, that's when you start to say, I played stupid about all the things. I didn't want to hear any more my brother had to say at that point. I didn't want to get him upset. I didn't want to talk to him. And I didn't want to tell him what I had told the detectives. Miss Kinnanen, you're in the sheriff's office, right? Yes. You've just talked to two homicide detectives, right? Yes. Towards the end of your interview, Detective Slaughter, and Corporal Lee come in. That's two more, right? Yes, yes. You're surrounded by homicide detectives, right? Yes. At this point, you're telling the ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you believe your brother did something to your mother. No, right? I don't believe he did something to my mother. I believe he did something with her money. Oh, so at this point, you still have no idea. I don't believe any of us would have hurt my mother. Then why wouldn't you have gone ahead and told the detectives all of these things? I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. And why are you so concerned about going to jail? Because I knew my name was on those business accounts and I knew when they started talking about $100,000, I knew he had done something with money. Because one of the first things you say to your brother is we're both going to jail, isn't it? That's correct. And you're whispering that. I may have been, I didn't, I didn't consider it whispering. I talk quietly on a regular basis. I'm trying very hard to talk loud today. And that's because you knew that not only had Ricky been looting those accounts, but Big Brother had been providing that money to you, right? I figured it out, yes. And you figured it out when you were getting the bill paycheck to Stacy. No, from I your did mother. not figure it out. Then I figured it out when I was in my interview and they were talking about $100,000. And he asked you if you're sad, right? 
and you answered, you're sad you're going to jail. I don't know exactly what I answered. Your mother's been missing for about three and a half months, and what you're sad about is you're going to go to jail? Well, at that particular moment, yeah, because he tied me into bad bank accounts that he had done. And one of your other concerns was that you were going to lose your truck, the truck that you told the detectives how much you loved. It was beautiful. Didn't you say to your brother, they're going to take my truck? I may have. Didn't you keep asking him, are they going to take my truck? I don't Objection. think I kept asking him. Not accurate. Didn't you ask your brother? Come up here. Ms. Cannon, along with asking your brother twice, are they going to take my truck? You said that I'm going to have to give him the money from Bank of America, right? Yes. Because you knew the money in Bank of America, the Green Acres account, came from your mother. I figured that out, yes, during that interview. Your brother tells you they know about the car, and your response is, I know. They told me. And the storage units. Yes, they told me. I believe when Detective or Sergeant Slaughter came in, I, I believe is when I found out that they had keys and they knew where the car was. You're in front of your big brother. You're in a room together, and he's talking about your mother's car, and you never say, Ricky, tell me what you know about mother being gone. No, I'm not going to do that with anybody in my family. The accusation that Cheryl says to you because she believes you're selling your mom's stuff, you hear they may know about the car and you never confront your brother. No. You came to Christopher, and Christopher, you would confront people, right? I wouldn't call it confronting. I would call it conversing. When he's talking about the storage units, and the concern that maybe they see, saw you go to Goldenrod, you remind him that's not the storage unit you signed paperwork at, right? Because he kept trying to tell me I, was, I did sign that paperwork. I did not sign any paperwork. Because there was Golden another Rod. storage unit you signed paperwork. There was, store all. And then Ricky's talking about that it's over for him. He's going to get the gas chambers. Aren't you thinking at this point, Mom's dead? No, I thought that was a little bit of drama. I, I, I didn't think he was serious about the gas chambers. He's saying he's going to jail, right? Yes. You're saying you're going to jail? Yes. But you're thinking nobody really knows Mom's dead. I had no idea my mother was dead. And then Ricky says he's going to kill himself. Yeah, I believe you don't did. think he's going to kill himself over it's about $38,000 or so. They told me 100,000. And he also tells you he's going to make the write a note. Doesn't he? I think he may have, yes. Tells you it will be a dying declaration, right? Could have been his words. So at that point, you're thinking Ricky's going to kill himself and I'll be safe. No.
You continue to tell him I played stupid, don't you? I only remember saying that one time. Okay. He tells you to take the truck, right? That you're going to have the truck, and you say I'm going to let him take it. That's correct. And he reminds you it's $6,000. Yeah, he may have said a dollar figure, yes. Because he helped with the down payment, he certainly knew what it was. Yes, he helped with the down payment. And in fact, that's when you start asking, are they going to take my truck? I may have asked that afterwards, yes. In fact, you asked it twice. I think the first time he didn't hear me or didn't answer. You're talking about the Chattahoochee. You say I played stupid about all the things, didn't you? I may have said that. I don't remember every word I said. And after talking about that, and he says something, hmm, you say I played stupid about everything, right? I may have started answering him like that. I didn't want to talk to him anymore. And he says something hard to hear, and your answer is, that's how come I know we are both going to jail. Right? I knew we were both going to jail because my name was on two business accounts that he put a lot of money into. You didn't talk about that in direct, though, did you? And you continue to say we're both going to jail. And he answers you sometime today, and then you say, we are both of us. Yes, I expected to go to jail for those bank accounts. And you're telling him, you're concerned that they seem to know everything you've done all weekend long. I find that very, I found that very strange, that they knew every move I made, and why would they be watching me so closely? Well, Ms. Kinana, wouldn't you agree that if you were a suspect in a homicide, it might make sense that they might follow you around? Objection, speculation. Sustained. <clears throat> They had asked you to go to the house and look at the computers, right? Yes. And you'd given them permission for that. You yes. knew they were going to your house. Yes. And your brother continues to talk about the suicide, right? I believe he did. And you say, I wish I could swallow pills. Yes, I did say that. So clearly, when you told us on direct, that it wasn't until after you left Walmart and you're on the way to the other storage unit, the one out on Hockner, and your brother says that he killed your mother. You'd already talked about suicide back at the sheriff's office. No, but my statement to that was I had a headache. I can't very well ask somebody for liquid Tylenol. Most people don't have liquid Tylenol. I get horrible, horrible headaches. So what you're telling the ladies and gentlemen of this jury is your statement, I wish I could swallow pills, had nothing to do with suicide. No. Your brother had just said, I'm ready to end it, are you? And I believe I said, end what? And he said, my life. And then why? And your response to that is, I wish I could swallow pills. Yes. There's no mention of a headache, right? No, I didn't specifically say I had a headache, no. 
he's talking about suicide, and your response is, I wish I could swallow pills. And then, later on, just a couple questions later, he starts asking you, what does Susan have? And you don't know what he means, you say in the car, and he starts talking about pills and nitroglycerin, and you start talking about the pills at your house. Yes. And then he's telling you that he's going to write a note and then do it. Right? And you ask him what he's going to say. I don't know exactly what I said. And then you even say, they still may come after me. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter to me what he did. I knew my name was on those bank accounts. And your big brother says it's a dying declaration. There's no witnesses, no evidence. And you come up with they talk to the IRS. Yes, because I wanted to know what that sentence meant. And then you even told them that you knew the IRS said she wasn't in trouble. That's correct, because the detectives had, detectives had told me that earlier. So you're going to tell the ladies and gentlemen jury, at this point, you're not going to commit suicide, right? No. So you go out and get in your car, yes. your truck. You're behind the wheel. It's your truck that you love. Yes. They'll leave the sheriff's office. Yes. Drive to your home. Correct. Go past your mother's house. Yes, we did. As you go past your mother's house, you see the crime scene technicians are there. Yes, I do. And what do you see them doing? My assumption was, and I don't know that I actually That's not my question, Ms. Kananen. What do you see them doing? I don't know if I actually physically saw them doing anything. Well, you told them on direct you saw the crime scene checks there. What did you see? Objection asked and answered. I said I saw them digging. I don't know that I saw them digging, but I remember them saying they were going to dig up when I was in the police station. Then you go to your house. Yes. You go in your house? Yes, I did. You're not thinking of commit suicide then? No. You're not looking to see what pills you and Susan have? No. Because you can't swallow pills. I can't swallow pills. <laughs> you and your brother leave your home on Okaloosa. Yes. In Azalea Park. Yes. Drive to the Walmart in 436. I believe we stopped to get gas first. And when you stopped and got a full tank of gas, you're telling us you weren't thinking of suicide then? No. Then you go into Walmart. You stay out in the truck. As far as I recollect, yes. And you're starting to wonder what your brother knows. I am. You know your mom's dead at this point. Not yet. You don't know? No. The detectives are talking about digging up your mom's house. They're talking about going to your house. Yes. Your brother has been merrily looting the account. Yes, I do know You've been that. getting money from SunTrust? Yes. You've made phone calls to McCoy and SunTrust? Yes. Your mother hasn't been seen in three and a half months? No. And you just don't know. As you're sitting there in your truck and your brother goes into Walmart, you're all by yourself. Yes. You could have taken off. Yes, I could have. Could have gone back to the sheriff's office Told him any suspicions you had. I could have. And you sit there. Yes. So he comes out in the car and then we decide to commit suicide? I don't know exactly 
the second we decided, but it was between the Walmart Clearly and the storage unit. Clearly your brother decided back at the sheriff's office. Well, he did, yes. Clearly when he's talking about it, you're talking about, I wish I could swallow pills, right? I made that statement because I had a headache, yes. You made the statement, I wish I could swallow pills. Yes. The concept of because I had a headache is your testimony in 2010, right? Objection asked and answered. Then you go to the storage, you go to the storage unit, you drive the truck in. Yes. You sit behind the wheel. No, I got out of the truck and I went to the bathroom inside the storage unit. And your brother starts to put up the hose. Yes. Clearly at this point you've decided to commit suicide. Yes, sometime between Walmart and the storage unit. Now, Walmart and Hoffner is not very far, is it? No. Mile, mile and a half, maybe two? Maybe, I don't know exactly. Only a couple minutes, right? Maybe five or ten. And as you're sitting there, you go to the bathroom, you don't take off from the storage unit. No, the doors were closed. He closed the doors. <coughs> but you're the one who'd been driving. Yes. And you get in there and you write this letter to Susan. Yes. Taking the NyQuil. Yes. Clearly took more than the usual dosage. Yes. But you're not fully asleep yet. Not while I'm writing to Susan, no. tried to commit suicide. I want you to have a chance at a future. Me being with you will not allow that. Because you knew you were going to jail for what happened with your mom. Well, at this point, when I'm writing this letter, he had already told me he had buried my mother's body in the backyard. You knew you were going to jail. That's what you meant by that? No. I knew there was a body in my backyard. Please know that when I called you about the cops, that Rick and I knew it was over for us. You had called Susan, your partner, after leaving the sheriff's office before you wrote that note. Called her right before I wrote that note. And at that point, you knew, you're telling the ladies and gentlemen of the jury that Richard had just disclosed, Ricky had disclosed, you killed your mom. The woman who's been with you for 15 years, you're not telling her that. No. You're not telling her where the woman she saw as a mother-in-law was. No, I didn't write those exact words in that note. And then, we had a part in mother's leaving. That's we. That's you and Ricky had a part in mother's leaving. That's you, know, me. you figured when this note was going to be found, Ms. Cannon, you'd be dead. I don't know if I'd be alive or dead. My part in it was I put my brother in my house on Okaloosa Avenue 
put him 10 or 11 houses down for my mother, got him close to my family, close enough to screw everybody up, messed with my nephew's head, messed with my sister, got my sister upset with me, and then I find out he killed my mother and he put her in my backyard. I should never have let that man move into my house. None of that's written in this note. What you say is we had something to do with mother's lady. Right? That's correct. And then it proceeds to go on and, and just talk about some personal things that clearly you'd be the person who wrote this. Right? Yes, I wrote that. Yes, I wrote that. He has to be cremated, not to have a service. And then you tell her that you're certain because of the events that the Brackens aren't going to want to see her for Christmas. And that's because she's connected with you and you killed your mom. It's not because I killed my mother. It's because we let my brother live in our house. It's because there was a body, God rest her soul, there was a body of my mother found in my backyard. God rest her soul. When you were in the room with your brother, were you demanding from him, where's mom? No, because I didn't think he did anything to my mother. All I thought he did was take money out of her accounts. When you were in the room with your brother, did you not hold hands with your brother? I did hold hands. He was kind of dragging me this way. Because you were starting to tear up because it was all over and you were going to jail. Right? I didn't want to go to jail for him stealing money out of my mother's accounts. You clearly profited from your mother's accounts, did you not? I don't understand the question. She got money from those accounts, right? I got $2,500. And then there's this note. Now you know your brother wrote the child, right? Yeah, that's his handwriting. And the last one, I think the answer on direct was, I don't recall. I don't recall if I wrote it or not. It looks like something I would have wrote and written. I don't even recall when I would have written it. Cheryl, I love you and the kids with all my heart. Please believe me when I say we couldn't let mother take the kids away from you. And isn't that why your mother, Marilyn Cannon, was killed by you and Ricky? No, not at all. So what you're telling the ladies and gentlemen of the jury is, I'm not sure if I wrote it. I'm not going to tell you under oath I didn't write it. But it's in the truck with me when I commit suicide, and it looks like something I would have written. The first line is something I would have written. I do not believe, and I know I did not write it that day. How do you know when you're telling us you don't know? Because the only note I was coherent enough to have written, the only time I was coherent enough was to write Susan's note. Well, let's talk about your coherency. When the, when the police broke in and forced their way in, yes. they, got, they told you to turn off the truck. I don't remember that. I remember open the door. You opened the door of the truck. You remember that? You vaguely, yes. You remember being on the stretcher? That was after I was outside for a while. You remember someone telling the, the cameras to turn the cameras away? Yes. You remember all that, right? That's quite a bit of time frame. 
you weren't in that storage unit that long. You'd been being followed, right? I don't. They said I was, yes. I don't know how long I was in there. They lost you for a brief period of time. They went to the storage unit. They were able to find a storage unit, the one your brother had rented. Yes, they and found And they broke in. Mm -hmm. And you remember the door being open. I remember my car door being told to be open, my truck door. So you remember up to writing the note to Susan, and then you remember the door being open. Yes. But it's kind of vague in between. I'm sorry. But it's kind of vague in between. It's kind of vague a lot. <coughs> Just like your memory of the days of events around September 11th. No. I can't remember what days I worked, no. Did you think your mom survived after she was tased and duct tape was put on her? I didn't know she did that. That had happened until... I didn't know that it happened. Didn't know that anything was going on in the backyard? No. Your brother never had a lavish lifestyle. No. None of your kids did. No, I don't think so. You were working at Disney. You weren't making a lot of money. I was making good money. I think you said $11 an hour? Yeah. And all of a sudden in the month of November, your brother's about 5000 for Susan's car. 2500 to you, actually up to about six or 7000 and all that's in one month. I don't know exactly what month Susan's car was paid in, so maybe. But no red flags go up? No. And you just thought mom was just going to walk back through that door someday? Is that what you're telling the ladies and gentlemen? I absolutely did up until the night of December 22nd or the afternoon, yes. Now, when back on before 4th of July, when you put down the four inches of rock, that took a lot of work, did it not? Yes. A lot of hours. Oh, yeah. So to dig up and move those four inches of rock and to dig a hole is going to also take a lot of time. I, I would assume so. I have no idea. There were two shovels in the storage unit out at Golden Rock, right? I guess so. I have no idea what he had out there. You'd been out there the Friday before with him. Yes, I was out there, and it looked like a mess. And that just happened to be the storage unit that your mom's car was at. There was one with electrical equipment and one with your mom's car. Yes, the only one I saw was the one with the electrical equipment in and it. And your mom's car had Susan's license plate on it. Yes, it did. And Susan's car would have been at your mom's house a lot of times during those three and a half months your mom was allegedly missing. I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. <clears throat> that license plate would have been at your house. At my house, yes. Susan's <clears throat> noticed the license plate was missing, not you. <clears throat> That's correct. And you'd agree with me that from the records it shows that that storage unit in September wasn't even accessed till September 14th. Judge, I would object us to speculation unless she has personal knowledge of this. Yeah, I don't know if she does. I'll just state the judge. 
you didn't have to check in to go into Goldenrod self-storage, right? There's an access code to get yeah, back Yeah, there's, the a key, there's some kind of a keypad there. But you don't have to go by the office and sign in on the log. I don't remember. So don't when you go so. in with Ricky, you can just be in your truck, his truck, his van, your mother's car, and go back there. I wasn't ever in my mother's car going back there, but yes, you could be in a vehicle. Christopher, your heart and soul is why you killed your mom, right? I never killed my mother. You just didn't know anything that was going on? No, I did not. I believed my brother. The person who protected you while you were growing up? Yes, he tried to protect everybody. The person who <clears throat> hadn't abused you? No, he hadn't. Wasn't controlling of you? I don't think so, no. During the six months that he moved in, y'all became fairly close. Yes. Confide in each other. We talked to each other, yes. Spend time together. Yes. And in fact, you planned on him protecting you and never talking about your involvement. No, I did not. I wasn't involved in anything. He would try to commit suicide, leave a note, and take all the blame. Right? In fact, he talked about that when you two were in that room together. He said that. He said that, yes. And you were still concerned, though, that they were going to come after you. I knew they were going to come after me. My name was on those two business bank accounts. And your greatest concern during this 30 to 40 minute conversation that you ask about the two times is your truck and one or two times for the bank accounts of Bank of America. Objection compound and ask it answered repeatedly. Oh, sustained. I have nothing further. Do you have any redirect? Uh, yes, but not very quick. Okay. <clears throat> Stacy, at the time that your mom was reported missing originally, did anybody tell you that you needed to reconstruct where you had been that week? No. During the time that you were a witness for the state of Florida, did anyone tell you that you needed to sit down and reconstruct where you had been the week of September 11th? No. You were arrested when? May 9th of 2007. And at some point, uh, have you made efforts through my office to obtain employment records for yourself? Yes, I have. Are there any records in existence that would tell you what days of the week you worked the week of September 11, 2003? No. Your brother in his work, did he own uh, shovels to your knowledge? I would assume so. Uh, do you know all of the places that he would have had shovels? I don't follow the question. Do, do, did you know how many shovels he owned? No. Did, uh, were there shovels in that shed next to where your mom was ultimately found? Probably. I mean, we used them to pick up, for lack of a better word, excuse me, but the dog crap in the backyards of both of our houses. Did your brother uh, have 
uh, equipment to help him carry heavy things such as dollies or hand carts and wheelbarrows. Yes. Up until the time that you found out your mom's accounts had been frozen, did you think she was voluntarily gone? Yes, I did. And after you found out her accounts were frozen, did that make you think she wasn't voluntarily gone, that they had, that they were on to her, that she would be in trouble? What did you think? I was figuring that somebody, IRS somebody, was really trying to look for her, so they locked everything down. So when you originally went into talk to law enforcement was one of the possibilities that them finding your mother might actually be bad for your mother. It could have been. And who would have made you think that? My brother. I don't have anything else. Ms. Wilkinson, anything for? No, you're on. All right, you can step down, ma'am.